Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, I hope everyone's doing all right today. How are you, boo-boo? I'm doing good. What are you saying? What am I saying? You all right? I'm good, you know. I'm good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, what are we talking about in this episode? Well, in today's episode, we're talking about spousal abuse. Spousal abuse. All right. It's a big one. So, is it right for a wife to smack down her husband if he comes home drunk and and passes out in front of their child's bedroom? Smack down? Yeah, you know, slap him up a little bit. Karate chop him? Whatever she got to do <laughs> to get the point across. Or, you know, for a husband to put his wife in a chokehold because she didn't get his oatmeal right. Oh, but she didn't put enough sugar in there. Yeah. But, okay, so we're kind of... Joking. Joking about this, but with all the people that are in the world and all the marriages that are in the world, I'm afraid to say that I'm sure that stuff like this happens. Of course it happens. Where people get beat up for simple things, for mistakes. Of course it happens. So, spousal abuse is not okay, and that's the premise that we're coming from. It's not okay to abuse your spouse. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we're going to emphasize is that it's not just hitting. Mm. It's verbal, and it's not just physical violence. There's, you know, there's emotional violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're here to bring some assurance that with the right support and boundaries, it is possible to recover from an abusive relationship. But it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Because abuse is something that it, it actually destroys you physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. Like, it breaks down the barriers for trust. Like, mm-hmm. it makes those things almost impossible to exist. Mm-hmm. But uh, if both spouses are willing to work and the responsibility and accountability is taken, right, it's possible. And that's where we're coming from, that it's possible. Absolutely. So here's the deal. People want to gain power, mm-hmm. and it could be in any situation. It could be in the community. It could be at work. It could be at home. And some people have different thirsts for power. You got people that want to help Others, well, others want power for themselves. Mm. And if they do, then they want, they're going to use unfair tactics for this end. If you're a leader, you have access to power, bottom line. Every person who wants to lead will ultimately gain access to power. And once in leadership, many want to sustain power for as long as possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So also, sometimes the path to power is long and winding, but along the way, there could be some casualties, unfortunately. And... One of the things that we stress over and over is that as you try to gain more traction in leadership, some of the casualties are usually your family, your spouse, your children. Yeah. Families, marriages tend to suffer as you go up in leadership. Yeah. So in the case of a relationship between spouses, when there's an impasse on certain things or disagreement, or a spouse feels insecure, boxed in, or cornered, they start pushing back. To get power. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to get boxed in. And even though their spouse might not be the source of their insecurity or their feelings of being cornered, 
that spouse now becomes a target because of proximity. Right. We tend to hurt the people that are closest to us or that we're closest to. So if you look at it, the ultimate goal of abuse is really to gain power. And again, sometimes the path to power starts in a place almost unrelated to the ultimate goal. Right. So at the end of the day, all abuse has psychological impact. Abuse creates fear, creates anger, hate, resentment. And while you still do marriage-related things like have sex, you hang out, you sleep in the same bed, the problem is that eventually these things become valueless and they will stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in many cases, spouse might not know they're being abusive. And this is what we also want to talk about. While the other spouse does not know whether or not they're being abused. In fact, both spouses could take turns abusing each other and they're just thinking this is just part of the relationship. They're thinking we're just in a fight. We're just in a fight. We're just in a marriage. Yeah. You know, it's just part of the growing we'll pains. It's it. part of the chaotic uh, things that come with when things are brand new. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And sometimes we're just, the way we respond to our spouses can be seen as abusive. One spouse talks onto the other and makes him feel less about himself. So sex and other things are purposely withheld. Or as soon as one spouse hits the tough time, the other one starts to manipulate him or her. Mm-hmm. Right? Worst case, one spouse leads the other down a path where he or she can take adv- take advantage mm-hmm. or actually start abusing. So how do you know if you're abusive? Okay? I'm going to share with you 10 ways that will show you um, how you might be being abusive. It doesn't mean that all 10 applies, but you could be in some of them. Okay. The first one is you often lie to your spouse and make them feel as if they're wrong. Okay. The second one is you make hurtful jokes or insensitive remarks, maybe even a simple little (laughs) when they try and tell you something that could be important to them. Yeah. Right? Uh, Third one is you never take responsibility for your actions, even when it is clearly your fault, and even blame your spouse for your negative behavior. That one, you have to be careful because that happens very often. I mean, it could simply be you not wanting to apologize because, well, you're the one who triggered me into responding that way. Yeah. Okay. And, and you never take responsibility. And, and you never take responsibility. You always try to point it back to the other spouse. Exactly. Yeah. The fourth one is, you're quick to label your spouse as weak or sick. Yeah. That's not fair. Five, you play emotional tricks with your spouse and dismiss her or his response as paranoia. Okay. You're losing your mind. Yeah, I'm not really doing that. You're Calm just, down. Yeah. Right? Relax. Those are simple words, but can easily be turned around and seen as abusive. Okay? The next one, you accuse your spouse of being forgetful. Okay, so this one is, uh, it's interesting because uh, what it's saying is that you're purposely trying to convince your spouse that what they're experiencing is almost like a first-time thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't always do that. You're making it up. You didn't remember. Or you bring up stuff, you accuse them of things and tell them that they forgot that this happened. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, yeah, these are ways of being abusive, and it's, it's almost yeah. kind of scary because you start looking at it, it's like, okay, do I behave like that? Yeah. And, like, one of the points we said earlier is sometimes you think it's just part of the relationship. Yeah. So you go around taking turns abusing each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, the next one is you accuse your spouse of overreacting. Calm down. Relax. Wait. You're blowing you, things out of proportion. Wait, getting a deep voice. Well, <laughs> I'm teasing. The next one, you try to come between your spouse and their friends and family. Okay. Now, this one you have to be very attentive yes, to. Yes, yes. Because, again, there is that fine line where sometimes you may need to step in mm. in order to protect your spouse. But if it's a continual thing where you, it doesn't matter what it is, you continuously are stepping in, be careful. Yeah. All right? The next one, you shut down communication on your spouse, whether by text, phone, email, or even in person. Like you don't make it available to talk. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. Cause, and, and that's critical because any any relationship can only thrive if there's communication. Absolutely. So if you're shutting down the most critical path of growth, then yeah. that's abuse. That's abuse. Absolutely. And then the final one is you withhold affection. Listen, one of the biggest marriage tips that I had received uh, prior to getting married Wait, in the kitchen party? In the kitchen party. So my culture from Tanzania, the night before a woman gets married, uh, they put you in a room. And teach you how to do it. No, they don't teach you how <laughs> to do it. They teach you all the tricks and trades of being a good wife, okay? And being a good daughter-in-law and being a good anything relating to marriage. And uh, so this is all the married family members, and. Um, mother, grand. Wait, only the married ones. Only the married like they don't ones. Bring of in course. That one no. That has experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, only the marriage. And one of the tips that was shared that that stuck with me heavily was never hold back intercourse from your spouse. It doesn't matter how angry or hurt or frustrated you may be. Never hold that back. Yeah. Okay. Again. You withhold affection. Now, so if she or he is holding back because they're angry, not fair. All right? Anyway, so we're moving along. So that's how you know if you're being abusive. So that's, that's for you to look at yourself. Okay, if you're doing these things, then you're probably being abusive. Right. So how do you know if you're being abused? Okay, well, I'm going to share some ways. Okay? That you might be suffering abuse. The first one is always second-guessing yourself. Yeah. Okay, the next one. Trouble making basic decisions on your own. Yep. Now, there are some decisions for myself, for example. I always want my husband's opinion on it because I want his, his, his perspective. But if basic information or basic decisions you can't do on your own, you need to assess yourself and your relationship, okay? Yep. The third one, you always feel as if something is wrong around you. That's uh there's a movie that came out a number of years ago called Gaslight. Okay. And it was, it's it's a good watch. I watched it briefly and it was this uh this husband was trying to convince his wife that she was losing her mind. 
Mm-hmm. So he did a whole, he played a whole bunch of tricks on her and he did them on purpose. And whenever he said that, whenever she confronted him or asked about it, he pretty much told her, no, you're losing your mind. Mm. So she knew that something wasn't right though. Mm-hmm. She knew that the things around her was not correct. And that's kind of like tied to this point that if you always feel that something is wrong around you, you're probably right that something is wrong about, around you. Mm-hmm. And you're probably being in a situation where you are being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Check out the movie Gaslight. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. The next one. You always feel as if something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're never right. There's something going on with you all the time. You're crazy. You're wrong. You can't think straight. Yeah. You, not even just basic decisions, but even communicating. Things that you're so used to doing well. Mm-hmm. Or that other people, or like maybe children are able to do well. You feel like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one. So five, you feel inferior to your spouse in everything as though you can't measure up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Six, your spouse makes you feel insecure, yet you feel as though they, that they're your only security. Yeah. All this stuff sounds kind of scary, though. It's very scary, Sounds like you're in a cage. It is very scary. And you don't realize that you're in a cage. Number seven, you have very low Mm self-esteem. You may not even realize it. But if your loved ones are noticing your level of confidence has has decreased, Mm -hmm. accept it. Really be attentive to that. Don't push it away. And don't pick up on it because you're, the way you talk about yourself, the way you talk about your future is going to be, you're going to talk about it in a very negative way. Even so whatever you communicate, if your self-esteem is low, you will communicate only negative things to the people around you. Yeah. And that's one way to pick up on it. And that's what one way your family members will pick up on it. And your children. Gee. Even, even a simple, if you were the type of person that would always smile and now you're no longer smiling. Mm. Yeah. Your family will pick up on it. You know, your close friends will pick up on it. They'll ask you, is everything okay? If you're getting that question a lot, is everything okay? You need to get assessed. Okay? The next one, eight. You feel dehumanized. Yeah. No longer a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Your spouse demands respect. R-E-S-P-C-C. Yeah. Yeah. But to demand respect is almost as if you're trying to burden your spouse into respecting you. Respect me. You got to respect me. You need to respect me. Mm -hmm. As opposed to building mutual respect in the relationship. You don't have to bring it up. Exactly. Yeah. And 10, your spouse tunes you out. Yep. They're draining you. They're drowning you all the time. Now, like we said, it doesn't mean that you have to be fulfilling all 10. No. It could be one, two, three, five, maybe even all ten of these. But any one is a huge red flag. Exactly. Why? Once you see one showing up, red flag. Don't wait for all ten to show up. Exactly. Okay. Red flag. Address it. Find the help right away. Yeah. So those are the first set. Was how do you know if you're being abusive? So assess yourself on that. And then the second part is how do you know if you're being abused? Mm-hmm. And assess yourself on that, and then assess your spouse and take it from there. Now, what is the impact of abuse? 
Well, abuse separates spouses, both the abuser and the abused, and it creates some form of hierarchy where one spouse is at the top mm-hmm. and the other is at the bottom. Right. So that's why inferiority comes in, insecurity comes in, mm-hmm. one's demanding respect, mm-hmm. with affection is withhold, they tune you out, they don't talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing it does, it puts a deep wedge in the marriage and it creates isolation and neglect. Right. So it separates you and then it create, it isolates you and it puts neglect in there. So one spouse's needs are suddenly placed ahead of the other. The other thing it does, number three, it deadens intimacy. Mm -hmm. Intimacy cannot coexist with humiliation and inferiority and shame. Mm -hmm. You can't be intimate with you can't be intimate with somebody who you feel less than because intimacy is supposed to bring you to a high level of connection where you're both on the same wavelength. Right. Okay. Yeah. Number four, it creates codependency. And this is important because this is when the abuse starts taking responsibility for being abused. Mm-hmm. Here's how this shows up. You start thinking you deserve the treatment. You're unhappy in the relationship, but fear alternatives because you don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You constantly neglect your own needs for the sake of theirs. So this is, we're talking about creating codependency. Number four, you ditch friends and family to comply with your spouse because they want you to be isolated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find yourself seeking out your spouse's validation on everything, so even basic decisions you can't do. That's the impact. Uh, you critique yourself through your abuser's eyes, ignoring your own instincts. Remember, no self-confidence. You're insecure. You look to them for validation. You're also buried in guilt because your spouse claims they can't live without you. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you think you can rescue your spouse from themselves. This Mm. all sounds very uh, scary. Mm -hmm. The last two in this list are usually prevalent among married folk because they might not want to walk away. And because of the vows they made, they want to help their spouse as much as possible. Yeah. So remember, we're not trying to encourage you to break up your relationship. We're trying to show you how deep the impact can be. And it it actually puts your marriage... Abuse breaks your marriage. Absolutely. It breaks your marriage, and it might put one person in a position where, like, I can't walk away because I have to rescue my spouse. But we're going to get into how you can actually survive abuse and have a better marriage. Okay. And grow from that. So we, you actually can. You can grow from it. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about that? Let's go. Okay. So how do you get your marriage back from a space of abuse? Well, the first objective should be to break the pattern of behavior so that you can get back to being a loving married couple. Okay. If you're the abuser, then it's your responsibility to break the pattern. You must accept responsibility for causing abuse. You must get help from professional counseling to break the behavior. Okay, so the onus goes on to both people, Mm -hmm. both spouses. If you're being abused, Mm -hmm. then you need to establish a pattern of response. So, go back to that 10 to know how you might be being abused. Right. Here's what you got to do to break the pattern of response. You need to set personal boundaries so that you can respond appropriately to certain behaviors. Yeah. Once your spouse starts demanding respect, once they start start putting you down, once they start tuning you out, you need to have proper boundaries in place to deal with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You also need to set boundaries on who you will interact with at these points in time. 
Because your spouse might not tune you out for one conversation. It could be weeks. Yeah. It could be a couple months. Something happened, they don't want to talk to you anymore. So you need to know who you're going to keep in your circle of communication, and these are setting the boundaries. Ensure the people in your circle are actually supportive. Set boundaries on where you're going to be. Set boundaries on who you're going to be around. Because if your spouse is abusive and they put you down and you go around other people that put you down, you're just tightening the circle. You're just tightening, tightening the grip on abuse on mm-hmm. your whole life. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now you're going to feel trapped even more. Who, who knows what that can happen? I'm sure that leads to a lot of mental illnesses, damages your mental health, mm-hmm. probably leads to depression. Like, there's so many avenues there's that this so could go. so many. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Now, because abuse is so traumatizing, the typical response will be to exit the relationship and look back. So the big question is, how do you recover from spousal abuse to having a good marriage? In order to recover from spousal abuse, both spouses need to work together to reestablish their core values as individuals and as a couple. As a couple. Yeah. Because once abuse shows up, the marriage is damaged. Yeah. Both parties will be damaged psychologically. It kills the intimacy. So you now you have to reestablish your core values for yourself yeah. as a person and then for both of you. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, a lot of the times, we, we, we keep saying it over and over, you need to make sure that you find that professional help. Yes. Because a, somebody that is abusive is coming from a line of possibly even being abused themselves. A hundred percent. Or, you know, there's there's other things that they might have encountered. Maybe it wasn't abuse themselves, but it was other uh, points in their life. That was traumatizing. That was Some traumatizing. Yep. Exactly. That has brought them to this point where now they want to take control. And their response of taking control was also traumatizing. Yes. So they have found someone to be able to take control over. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line there, you got to, actually, you jumped into the next point. The first thing you got to reestablish your core values. Right. As individuals and as a couple. The second part is you're going to require support and guidance from professionals. Right. So the abusive spouse will need help changing their pattern. Right. The abused spouse will need help recovering from the psychological impact, psychological impact of being abused. Yes. So will the abuser. And yeah. this can be very tricky because behavioral patterns are sometimes hard to break. It's yeah. hard to establish new habits. It is. So you need Especially guidance, you need commitment, and you need somebody who could create the right interventions yeah. for each step of the way. Because it could be a long process. And even share with you what are, what are some of those things... Um, that would trigger you to a certain behavior. 100%. Right? That that is the advantage of going yes. to a to a professional. Yeah. Once they are able to really assess you and see okay, this triggers them towards a certain behavior. Mm-hmm. Once that trigger shows up later on while you're in that setting, you can now because you've set those boundaries you can now set back for a minute and say, you know what, I need to walk away because I'm being abusive or I am being abused, etc. Yep. So again, professional help is extremely important. Now, I put down here that you're going to need support from family and friends because if people don't believe you or they don't believe in your recovery, 
They'll do everything in power in your in their power to cause some type of detraction. You know, they're gonna gossip. They're gonna put you down. Yeah. They're gonna avoid you. They're gonna treat you differently. But really, I think what it should be is you need to know how to set proper boundaries between family and friends. Yeah. To avoid those same things: the gossip, the mm-hmm. put downs, the avoidance, the, the the different treatment. And if people don't believe that you should be together, they'll gladly help you stay apart. Oh. So yes. Yeah. The key there is to set the right boundaries between family and friends. Find the ones that are going to support you. Because there will be those who will support you. And there will yeah. be those who, they came to your wedding, they, ate a great meal, danced the night away, took the parting gifts, took the cake. And they don't care what happens to your marriage after <laughs> that. So sad. Unfortunately so. Yeah. So... It's not okay to abuse your spouse. No. It's not okay to be abused, and it's not okay to abuse. An an abusive marriage is completely unhealthy. It's unhealthy for both of you. It has repercussions on the children, the extended family, your co-workers. They're going to hear the stories. You're going to drag yourself into work looking shabby and terrible. Mm -hmm. They're going to know that something's not good at home. And it's going to ruin friendships. Okay. The outcome could also be tragic, as I've mentioned. It could lead to depression. Mm-hmm. Um, could lead to death. Yeah. Suicide, homicide, whatever the case is. Um, if you feel abused, then your spouse is probably abusing you. Mm-hmm. If you feel as if you're being abusive, then your spouse most likely feels abused. Mm-hmm. If either of you are in that space, then you need to drop what you're doing right now and seek professional help immediately. Immediately. Do not wait. Do not look for more clues. Do not go through the list of 10 and try to add one more thing to validate. If one of them's there, two can show up, and you never know when, and that might be too late. You're right. Now, this podcast, it sounds very preachy. It does. Like, we're yeah. telling people and we're, you know, kind of imploring, yelling at them. But spousal abuse, man, once that creeps into the marriage, like, the marriage has changed. It's changed. It's it's pretty much destroyed. So what we're trying to say is if you get on top of it, once you see one thing shows up. And it's funny, as we're going through this, I'm evaluating myself, how I speak. Am I doing things that, you know, that could be abusive to you? I'm doing a complete 360 of this. Actually, there was one time where you randomly came up to me and you 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 asked me that question i think or you made that statement i think i'm being abusive yeah because i was looking through this stuff i and was going through the material and i was like yeah the heck out I, of might me. Have, I might be being abusive man it shocked me though yeah so really and truly i still also had to do my assessment mm-hmm. as well and thankfully no that wasn't the story for us right there's some things that we have to change up a little bit, but you're not abusive, my boo. But I'm think this 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 uh the thing is that even as leaders, you go to work or your initiative or your objective, and you're carrying so much pressure. Yeah. And you bring that into the home, and you have no clue how you're projecting those things onto your spouse and your children. Mm-hmm. When you think that you're just, oh, just leave me alone. I just need a, an hour to, to chill, to relax, to, re, you know, to recoup. But how you behave in that short interaction could signal abuse. It could. And it could signal, and if you do that over and over, because we, we create habits by the things that we do, 
the things that we're motivated towards, we create habits. If I'm motivated to getting my my time when I get home from work, I'm probably going to yell at my wife, you know, my kids, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. I need my time. And now that creates an abusive pattern mm-hmm. that destroys the relationship. Mm-hmm. Spousal abuse is not okay. No, it's not. But if it exists Seek in any out. form, recognize it. Don't water it down. Don't say, well, I do blame her, but I only blame her for the things that she's wrong with. Or you don't, don't do that. Do you blame? Okay, this might be an issue. Let's talk about it. Let's go get some help to make sure that, you know, we're not abusing each other. All right. Okay. All right, everybody. That is our feature for today. Thank you again for hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. We love, love, love spending time with you. All right. So we want you to always remember. You, you are, are a successful, successful leader. leader. And your marriage and family can be successful.